guys, you are listening to Das Bundesliga Show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Also simulcasting live now on Locker Room. The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win, spelled W-H-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure you subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. It's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig that's right no vig betting that's legal in 40 states sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code sgp for a free ten dollar bet that's better edge b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com and the promo code sgp and finally we also brought to you by ace per head Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. You just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. I am going to play the Bundesliga music now because it wouldn't be that Bundesliga show without it. So here we go. There we go. You are listening to Das Bundesliga Show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, simulcasting on Locker Room Live. Hopefully we can get some calls today. Let's roll on, though, with the show. I'll say at the top here, Bundesliga has been ridiculously difficult. I'm not giving it out to clients at the moment. Over at LockBetting.com, which is my website, which has been my website for seven years, we are going for our 92nd month of consecutive tracked profit. We have made a recovery in soccer, have had two winning days, winning in the NBA nearly every single night. We currently have a 12-3 and record in the NHL and just landed our 10th consecutive winning day of tennis. But over at LockBetting.com, we are not really giving out any Bundesliga because it's so inconsistent. This league looks so tired. Statistical data means absolutely nothing at the moment. Did you guys see how low scoring it was on Saturday? Did you guys see how many draws we had. Draws play out at plus 250. So if you can hit the right draw, then you're laughing. Like just blindly betting the draws at the weekend would have landed you an absolute windfall in the Bundesliga. So tread very, very, very carefully. As I said yesterday, I'm going to continue to do 
what I do and hope that in the end, everything ends up going right. I'm going to tread carefully in terms of the, the unit size that I give out for, for clients and in terms of how many picks that I give out. But in the end, everything will stabilize. Doing your research and finding data and watching soccer and analyzing the tactics of the two teams will always win out in the end. It won't be a case of just being able to blindly fade data for this period of time. Plus, in addition to that, data will end up changing. Like Data will end up changing to to reflect this COVID period and everything that's going on. Blindly ignoring statistical data and, and fading it is a ludicrous strategy that we won't be implementing here on the show. So let's move on with, with the Bundesliga show and have a look at what we've got here. The first game's actually at 5.30. So I'm not sure if this podcast is going to make it out by 5.30. So if you have bothered coming in and listening to us here on Locker Room Live, then you are the only ones who are going to get any analysis for this first game here between Borussia Mönchengladbach and Werder Bremen, where Borussia Mönchengladbach are the 47 favourites here. It's 16-5 to the draw, and it's 19-4 to on Werder Bremen. For those guys that listen to my show, including the European show over at LockBetting.com, we did deliver a lock sweep. As I said, made a solid recovery in soccer at the weekend with the lock sweep. We ended up going 3-0-1 and we had one push. And that push was Borussia Mönchengladbach as a pick on Saturday, conceding a 96-minute goal. The second 96-minute goal that's gone against me and another VAR decision went against us as well. So we ended up pushing that play for Borussia Mönchengladbach to win away to Stuttgart. And um, for those guys that don't hedge, that was a prime hedging opportunity. At 25 to 1, going into those final minutes for a draw, that's where you've got to hedge. You guys have to learn to hedge. There's no prizes for being brave and riding that pick out. When there's a 25 to 1 hedge there on there to be a draw, especially with a team like Borussia Mönchengladbach, who do concede goals. And when you're looking at the just the pure stupidity and craziness of soccer at the moment, that for me has to be an automatic hedge. And I'm hoping you guys did actually land that as a lock and didn't end up actually pushing. So looking at this game here, it should be a game that features goals. But as I said, there were a lot of games at the weekend that didn't feature goals. But we're going to continue looking at it in terms of analysing the data properly. Plus the fact that this is a game that involves Borussia Mönchengladbach. They're a team that attack very well, but are not very consistent defensively. They come into this having only lost once in their last six league games. This Werder Bremen team have lost three of their last six, collecting seven points in that time. So not really overwhelming data there. 62.5% of Borussia Mönchengladbach's games have beaten the over 2.5 goal line, but you'd expect that percentage to be higher than that given Gladbach. So even that is not overwhelming data. And uh, this Werder Bremen team have failed to score in only two of their 16 matches this season. I do like that. I do think that is a strong, strong trend here for Werder Bremen to be able to come here and score a goal. It's four to six on both teams to score in this game. And the over is available at two to five. A combination of the two pays out at a best price of 13 to 10. So I'm going to just take both teams to score here. 
if I lose this bet, if I lose this lean, I lose this lean because Bruce Jimmons and Gladbach have incredibly gone and picked up a clean sheet. I think Gladbach are 100% going to score in this game. They're 1-12 to 12 to score against Werder Bremen. So, obviously, that tells you where, where that pick is at. It's not even worth thinking about Gladbach not scoring in this game because they will. But the, the chances of keeping a Gladbach keeping a clean sheet for me are minimal. Therefore, I think there's actually value in that 4-6 to six pick here in this one. Up next, what is on paper the game of this game week, the game of this match day, which features Bayer Leverkusen at home to Borussia Dortmund. Leverkusen are available here as 21 to 10 underdogs. It's 14 to 5 the draw and it's 6 to 5 best price on Borussia Dortmund. This is a rough, rough week here for, for Borussia Dortmund. They've got some tough games coming up. They're going to have to travel here to Leverkusen. And then later on in the week, they're going to have to go to Borussia Mönchengladbach. So I, I think this is a situation where, again, both teams should find the net. But the, the two teams between them only found one goal at the weekend, which was, inc- which was incredible. Like Leverkusen, who have been poor since they lost to Bayern Munich. They've come out of the, the winter break poorly as well, failing to win in three. And Borussia Dortmund have just been their usual inconsistent self. I understand they went into the last game against Mons having uh, won three out of four. But then they did what Dortmund do. They failed to beat a lower a lower half of the table team at home in Mons. And I, and I said it on the show. I said, be very, very wary of this Dortmund team because throughout the season, they have had these results. They did lose at home to Cologne. They did lose at home to Stuttgart. Under new management, I gave them a pass. Plus, Mons are really, really bad. And you can kind of look at the excuses in that game. Yes, Mons did nothing in that game and they scored a goal from 35 yards. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a ridiculous goal. In fact, just search this game on YouTube anyway, this this Dortmund game from the weekend, just to see the pure ridiculousness of it because there's a crazy goal. Uh, First of all, there's a goal disallowed by Haaland, which is a hairline VAR decision. I'm so sick of VAR and, um, and, and what it's done for us this season. But yeah, a hairline VAR for Haaland. Uh, pure Dortmund dominance throughout the first half. Didn't really come out in the second half. Mann score a 35-yard goal. Dortmund then go and equalise. They then get a penalty about a minute later. And Marco Royce puts it wide. And I'm talking well wide. So a lot of activity for a 1-1 draw. But unfortunately, Dortmund weren't able to, to win the game. I say unfortunately because they're carrying a future on them to win the league without Bayern Munich. So essentially to finish second. Although I do think... If Bayern Munich don't get their act together, there could be a tight race in this league this season. Leverkusen are without a win in four league games coming into this. Borussia Dortmund are actually unbeaten in three league and three league games, moving level on points with their opponents. Leverkusen have averaged just under a goal a game with 30, sorry, just over a goal a game or close to two goals a game here with 30 goals scored in, in 16. And uh, Dortmund's record is slightly better. They do average bang on two goals a game. They have scored 32 in 16. So we should see goals here. But um, I actually have a lean that we see under under 1.5 goals here in the first half. Because whereas I do think this will go over 2.5 goals, and whereas I do think both teams will find the net, we are seeing cagey games between teams who respect each other at the top. Now, that didn't come to fruition when I was analysing Wolfsburg and RB Leipzig, but it doesn't mean that you get away from the philosophy completely because big teams do respect each other. Big teams will be wary of what each other can do. Look, 
Look at Borussia Dortmund and the personnel they have. You don't think Leverkusen are looking at them and saying, let's get on this player, let's mark tightly, Sancho's dangerous, Haaland's dangerous. And at the same time, you don't think they're looking at the Leverkusen team and thinking, oh, Bailey's a really dangerous player. Like They're going to have these players scouted. They're going to have a, a, a defensive a defensive mindset from the beginning to not concede goals to each other because they're, they're, attack, they're attack-minded teams. But obviously, once we get that breakthrough, the floodgates are going to open. But I think if we can ride out 30 minutes here, under 1.5 goals in the first half here at 4-6 to six, does look like a really, really strong play. So that's what I'm going to take for this game. And it's, it's very much me kind of playing both sides. But there's a reason for that because I do think that we, we see a slow start, but I do think we'll eventually see goals. And if you're looking at riding out these first 30 minutes with an under 1.5, then I think you're going to I think you're going to cash that bet. But if you don't want to take that approach, you can just sit there, not get in on the action. And maybe you can take an in-play over because the overline is going to is going to move. The overline is going to move if there's no goals. And that's the thing about overs. I don't really particularly like giving them out to, to clients because I know 10 minutes into the game, if it's nil-nil, we're going to see much better odds. Something that starts at four to six minus 150 could be four to five within 10 minutes, could be even better odds than that. We see significant, significant line movements with over-unders and sometimes it is worth waiting. And obviously I run a service where I have to give out picks at, at before the game in terms of what I, how I think the game will play out over a 90-minute period. But it doesn't mean my clients that are not on my 125 level are always getting the best plays. My $125 clients have got in-play access to me 24-7. So they get the overs given to them once we have ridden out 15, 20 minutes of the game and we can give those picks out at better prices. But yeah, overs, overs are a very difficult thing to play. And statistically, you will find if you wait, you'll get better odds on an over. So um, if that's if you have books. I'm hearing all these things about my book doesn't do this and my books don't, don't do that. You've got to find a book that gives you in-play betting. And um, and yeah, because that that's where primarily you're going to make most of your money on, on soccer. Up next, we'll look at Hertha Berlin versus Hoffenheim. Wow, these two teams are so difficult to understand. It's five to four here on Hertha Berlin, it's 13 to five on the draw, and it's two to one here on Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim didn't get the win at the weekend against Armenia Bielefeld. They drew nil nil. Hertha Berlin are just really struggling to score goals at the moment. They couldn't score away to Cologne. So both of these teams are coming off nil-nil draws against two of the worst teams in the league. Yet somehow, somehow we get the over-under line here set at three. Now, I understand there's a lot of decent attacking players in this team and these teams, and they've had overs in the past. But they're coming off really, really poor patches coming into this game. So to set the over-under line here at three... And meaning I can get under three and a half goals here, four to six. That that really makes little understanding to me. Plus, you can get under 2.5 goals here if you want to be a real gambler at six to four. Let's look at the data here. Heard the Berlin have only managed to pick up one win in their last six games. Hoffenheim hold the same record, gaining three points from a possible 18. Heard the Berlin have failed to score in three of the last six matches. And the same can be said of Hoffenheim, who have drawn a blank in half of their last six. Yet we're getting an over underline here at three. Makes no sense. Give me the under three. Um, to be safe, give me the under 3.5 at four to six, because I don't really want to push on three goals if these two teams manage to deliver that. And um, hey, if you want to sprinkle some money on the under 2.5 here at six to four plus 150, do that as well, because... Um, 
if these teams do manage to deliver four goals, it isn't because you didn't do I didn't do my research and you didn't have enough data there. You cannot feel bad about losing this play. If Hoffenheim and Hertha Berlin, teams that have looked like complete trash for two months, all of a sudden deliver four goals in a shootout amongst each other in this game. You cannot feel bad about that play. You're getting good, good line value here on the under three and even the under 3.5 and even the under 2.5 here in this one. Up next, we've got Mans versus Wolfsburg here, where it's 16 to 5 on Mans, 14 to 5 on the draw, and uh, 10 to 11 here on Wolfsburg. This is the type of game I expect Wolfsburg to win. This Mans team are coming off a draw against Borussia, Borussia Dortmund, but that's because Dortmund didn't take their chances here. And Dortmund are notoriously slow starters at home, and they are inconsistent. They take teams lightly. I don't think Wolfsburg have the personnel to, to, to necessarily do that. There's good value here on taking Wolfsburg to win this game to nil, uh, which is available at three to one. And I think that's a huge price. Mans have won just once this season and have picked up two points from the last six games. Wolfsburg haven't won in three games, but remain sixth place in the table. But they have played a tough, tough run of, of um, a tough run of teams. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich, uh, RB Leipzig. It's basically the best three teams in Germany. Mans have failed to score four in four of their last six games, and Wolfsburg have scored in have scored eight times in their last six games. So again, not hefty goal scorers here. This one could also go under. I think Mans will sit back to try and contain the better team and try and nick something here at home. They'll be happy with a point, but I don't think they'll get that point. I like Wolfsburg here on the money line at 10 to 11 minus 110. And I think there's really, really good value on them to win this game to nil, which is available here at three to one in this one. Up next, we'll move on to Wednesday's games. And we begin with Schalke versus Cologne. Schalke are available here at eight to five. It's nine to four the draw, and Cologne here are eight to five. Now, I wouldn't be making a case for Schalke a month ago, and um, and I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be taking them here at all a month ago. But they have shown signs of improvement, and I actually could make an argument that they should be favourites for this game. They should be clear favourites for this game because this Cologne team have been so poor as of late. And if Schalke can win any game, it's this one. They've already come off a come off a win against uh, Hoffenheim where they bashed them 4-0. That came from out of nowhere. They competed with Eintracht Frankfurt, who are one of the solid top half teams in Germany. So I think this is a real, real opportunity for Schalke to get the win. Schalke claimed their only league win of the season in their last home fixture. The hosts are unbeaten in their last three home games with Cologne, but obviously Schalke have been a better team with better pedigree previously. So that's the kind of data I won't read too much into. And Cologne have failed to win or score or score in any of their last five Bundesliga games. So this is a very, very poor team. I love Schalke here as a pick at 10 to 11. And I also like the under here at four to five. How are these two teams producing three goals? I just don't see it at all. So significant value there in both of those picks. Sorry, I just need to grab some water. I'm still feeling the uh, effects of this after, after COVID and I get breathless like when I'm trying to say too much with one breath. There we go. So um, I, I don't see this game going over and uh, I certainly don't see... Cologne coming here and winning to winning away to Schalke. As I said, this would have been an unthinkable sentence. You would have thought anybody in this team could go away and beat Schalke. But look, Schalke were a team who weren't too bad 
towards the beginning half of last season. That's why they didn't go down with their post-COVID form, because post-COVID, they're one of the worst teams in the league. But they already accumulated those points. And personnel in these leagues is not changing. Players are not moving around as much as they usually did before COVID because they can't garner the transfer fees because there's no money. Clubs are losing millions and millions of pounds with no fans and um, there's nothing being done to, to compensate for that. And obviously, we're not looking at a big solution coming anytime soon where these stadiums are going to be full. In fact, COVID across Europe has gone backwards, especially here in England, where we're looking at closing schools all the way to Easter and um, heavily reliant on vaccinations. So these clubs have lost loads of money. I know the figures as a Man United fan that we're losing six million per home game for not having attendance, six million of revenue from every single home game where we're supposed to have fans. So it's affecting it's affecting these clubs and they're not signing players. So you are dealing with similar personnel. These players have the capability or had the capability to get themselves in that top eight and were able to drop down the league table after COVID when they came back and still not get relegated. So this is a Schalke, a Schalke team who do have talented players. I think if they continue to look how they've looked in the past few weeks, they will survive. And uh, I think it begins here with beating another team in their relegation area, which is Cologne. And this is a definite, definite winnable game. And I think this is a game that also goes under as well. Up next, we look at Armenia Bielefeld at home to Stuttgart, where Armenia Bielefeld are available here at six to uh, sixteen to five. It's eleven to four on the draw, and it's ten to eleven on Stuttgart. Stuttgart, crazily, who just came up from the um, from the second division, have the best best away record in the Bundesliga so far this season. Uh, they're also unbeaten in their last eight meetings with Bielefeld and Bielefeld have lost five of their last seven home matches in the Bundesliga. If this was a Dortmund or a Bayern or a Leipzig, they would be like one to four, one to four, one to three favourites here to, to win away to this Armenia Bielefeld team. But a Stuttgart and um, they're not really getting too much respect from this line. I mean, it is odds on. But looking at those away records and the data, you would think Stuttgart is a really, really good value play here today to win at Armenia Bielefeld. The best away team in the league going up against a team that lost five of seven. So I think Stuttgart has to be the play there. But as I said, be careful with this league. It is throwing up some shocking results at the moment. And uh, you don't want to be the receiving end of a Bundesliga week where you are invested in every single game. And, um, and, and you lose a ton of money. Like I did very poorly on my last show, completely transparent. Like, that's, what I'm, that's what I do. I've got 92 months of, of, of tracked spreadsheets for my clients over at LockBetting.com. Just fully, fully 100% transparent. My last show was, was complete trash. And um, that, that wasn't down to me not doing the work or me <clears throat> suddenly not knowing how to cap soccer. That was the kind of week that the Bundesliga has thrown up throughout the season. And look, I'll reiterate it again. It's not just exclusive to the Bundesliga. We have dead, dead, tired players playing all the way across Europe, especially when you're looking at the top teams. We're seeing more underdogs coming through because the underdogs are more rested. The underdogs have less international players. The underdogs don't have players that have to go away and play for their countries. The top teams do. The top teams play in the Europa League and the Champions League. The bad teams stay at home. So we're looking at players that have played eight to ten more games 
and only had three or four weeks between the end of last season and the start of this one. So that is why you're seeing this fatigue. And you're also seeing COVID protocols here. Sometimes teams can be affected by COVID protocols where they have to isolate. Um, they can't go to their training grounds. It means they're missing players. It disrupts their routine. There's so, so much shit to handicap around at the moment. It is not a usual season. So you are going to get weird results thrown up. I would I would just, if you if you have to bet, I would reduce your stakes unless there's... Um, unless there's just a mega play out there that has so much data, a great situation, the tactical analysis of, of how the two teams play out against each other is spot on, or you know of a of a significant injury that's going to affect the game, like the, the things like that, uh, pile on by all means, but just be careful, like be responsible with what you're doing at the moment with this league in particular. Up next, we look at the team that's probably cost people the most money in the last month, which is Bayern Munich. They travel to Oxburg. They're available here at one to six. It's a ridiculous price given their form. It's 14 to one here on Oxburg and it's 13 to two on the draw. I'm going to take Oxburg. I'm only joking, but I'm going to take Oxburg though to avoid a ridiculous defeat here. Oxburg plus 2.5 goals here is available at four to six. What that means is is if Bayern Munich win this game you're, and they win it by one or two goals, you're fine. If Augsburg draw this game or cause an upset, obviously you're fine. But you can afford for Bayern Munich to come out here and win this game by two goals and still cash this play at four to six. All Augsburg need to do is avoid a three-goal defeat. Now, this is a 2.5 handicap line. It doesn't push on a three. You will lose if Bayern Munich get a three-goal victory. But how are this team getting a three-goal victory? They scrapped to a win against Freiburg last time out. They got knocked out of the cup by a second division team where they conceded a goal in the 96th minute and they only made four changes for that game. So you had seven of Bayern Munich's first team out there and they went out to Holston Kyle. Uh, prior to that, they lost a th- they lost 3-2 to Borussia Mönchengladbach and they were 2-0 up at half t- um, t- not at half-time, but they were 2-0 up in that game in the first half and they ended up losing 3-2. Prior to that, they beat Mons 5-2, but they were 2-0 down. This team are leaking goals left and right. And if Augsburg score in this game, which I expect them to do in this game, then Bayern Munich are going to need to score four goals for you to lose. When was the last time Bayern Munich scored four goals? It was against Mons, the worst team in the league. Prior to that, they haven't done it in the last three games. So I love to play here on Augsburg, plus 2.5 to avoid again avoid a ridiculous beat against a tired-looking and inconsistent Bayern Munich team. Up next, two games to go. We've got RB Leipzig at home to Union Berlin, where RB Leipzig are the 8-15 favourites. It's 16-5 to the draw, and it's 11-2 on Union Berlin. You guys can keep sleeping on this Union Berlin team, but they continue to maintain their position towards the top of the league. And I think they have a good chance of avoiding a defeat here against RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig have taken just one point from their last two home games in the Bundesliga. And that included drawing at home to Cologne, which is an appalling result. Uh, Union Berlin have only lost one of their last 15 league games. And here's the most significant stat for what I'm going to give out as a bet. The visitors have scored in all seven of their away matches this season. And they've lost only one of those games. So I am going to lean here towards both teams to score. 
I'm not completely sold on this Leipzig defence. They conceded two goals at the weekend against Wolfsburg, who on paper are a better team than Union Berlin, but the league doesn't reflect that. And prior to that, they conceded three against Dortmund. They're coming into this having conceded five goals in their last two games. And we're getting both teams to score here at 10 to 11. So both teams to score yes, 10 to 11. Both teams to score no here at 10 to 11. So... I think that we take um I think that we take both teams to score here. I think Union Berlin are more than capable of scoring here and possibly possibly even taking a point here from this game. Uh, people are asking uh, when do we when do we come in and talk or ask questions. You can you can put a speaker request in at the at the end and I'll take those speaker requests at the end. So let me just run through my, my data in the games and, and and whatnot. And actually let me do my lock. As soon as my lock is done, you guys can jump in if you if you want to say anything. Um up next, we, we close out here with Freiburg at home to Eintracht Frankfurt, where Freiburg are available as two to one underdogs. It's thirteen to five the draw, and it's seven to five on Frankfurt. Frankfurt have been really, really good, but I'm not sure they should be significant favourites here in this game. Freiburg have won three home games on the spin, scoring 11 goals in this process, and they gave Bayern Munich a really difficult game at the weekend. Over 3.5 goals have been scored in five of Freiburg's last six home games, and each of Freiburg's last two games have seen over 3.5 goals scored. 3.5 3.5 goals, over 3.5 goals in this game is available at 17 to 10. Obviously, with that data, if you scale it down to over 2.5, you're not going to get too much value. But 8 to 15 isn't bad. If you tack on both teams to score here, both teams scoring over 2.5, you do get it at 10 to 11. Frankfurt have an amazing trend this season of both teams scoring in their games. It doesn't happen. It's not very often it doesn't happen. And Frankfurt score in nearly every single game that they play in. So, I like that one. I like over 2.5 and both teams to score in this one for the final game from this week's Bundesliga. Looking at the lock for this week. God, I just hope this doesn't bite me in the arse. But I'm going to take this under 3.5 here from Hertha Berlin and Hoffenheim. These two teams are really, really struggling to score. And if they score four goals... It would be a statistical anomaly from everything that's happened as of late. Not only that, but it would be an eye test anomaly. Uh, it would be something that um, that doesn't match what I'm seeing. These two teams are playing like trash. These two teams are lacking serious confidence. They, they, does, they don't look like teams that can even score, score twice, let alone muster up four goals in a single game against each other. Um, Hoffenheim's manager, his job has to be on the line. And so does Bruno Labbadia. I know Labbadia only took over... Um, took over around about March last season, but his job has to be in trouble. Hertha Berlin have to have better expectations like this. Hoffenheim, the only thing that's keeping um, the keep the keeping the Hoffenheim manager is employed is the fact that he blitzed through the Europa League and even got them there in the first place. But that isn't going to keep you um, keep you in the job for too for too much longer. So I think this is a must not lose situation as well for Hoffenheim, and that might help you cash your under three point five here as well. I almost played Schalke as a pick. Uh, just, just letting you guys know that would have been my, my second choice. I just cannot see them losing that game to Colon, and uh, if I had a third one, I would take the under in that game as well. So, so not much here in terms of uh, Dortmund, Leverkusen, Munchen Gladbach, Bayern Munich, uh, Leipzig. You know, well, we did a lot of that at the start of the season, and um, and it's good that we're moving away from that as we build like a greater understanding of the Bundesliga as as we move on. So, I'm going to take a, a call here. Hello. Hey Billy, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, dude? Good, man. Good. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I like this uh, this format. It's uh, it's nice. We can ask questions uh, as you know as uh, as you're speaking. Um, some things, obviously, you know, we. Do you will... introduce, introduce yourself. 
Uh, hi, guys. My name is Ajit. I am uh, I'm a patron of Billy's uh, lock betting website. I, I would say that I've been on the I've been on the website since around er, end of end of October, I would say, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's good. Obviously, you know, there are ups and downs, but Billy's definitely hands down one of the best uh, cappers that I've ran into in terms of providing analysis and uh, transparency. So, yeah, definitely appreciate that. Thanks, Billy. But I just had a quick few questions. Two questions were related to picks that I think I missed. Uh, it was one of the, the two picks that I missed was the Mons Wolfsburg pick and the Billy Field Stuttgart pick. What were, uh, what were your plays on that? Right, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so, so Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg were just a money line play away to Mons. And um, what was the other one? Stuttgart. Yeah, Stuttgart and yeah, Billy Field. These, these are two away money lines. It, it seems chalky, but the data is certainly there when you're fading Mons and Armenia Billyfield. Stuttgart, as I, as I mentioned, surprisingly, they have the best away record in the entire Bundesliga. They're a side that just came up from Bundesliga too, but they have the best away record. And I, I was saying that if this was a Bayern or a Leipzig or a Dortmund and Leverkusen, this would be close to minus 300, minus 400. Obviously, those teams have much better personnel than Stuttgart so that that would be a reflection of it as well but I do think Stuttgart are slightly undervalued here at 10 to 11 and as for the as for the Mons pick um Wolfsburg you know they were doing really well and they haven't won for three games but they played Leipzig uh, Bayern Munich and Dortmund so this is a very good game for them to get back on track as a as a big play in that Wolfsburg to nil is available at three to one because Mons are, are not very free scoring Cool, man. Thank you. And last question um, in regards to Frankfurt. You know, do you know if Luka Jovic is playing today? And if he is, does that affect uh, your uh, play? Um, I, I've got, I've just gone for goals in that game. I, I think that that will be a heavy scoring game. Freiburg Freiburg are scoring uh, scoring for fun at the moment. As we ran through the, let me just go back to it. Let me go back to my uh, bring up my page again for the game. As we as we were running through the data in that game, Freiburg have won three home games on the spin and they scored 11 goals in the process. Plus, they gave Bayern a serious game at the weekend. Bayern needed to win that game late. And then you got over three and a half goals being scored in five of Freiburg's last six home games in the Bundesliga. Um, Frankfurt, they've only not scored in one game this season. So they're going to score regardless of Jovic or not. Um, I would think that he would play. I know he got... Um, a few minutes at the weekend and scored twice. There's a crazy stat. I think um, Jovic got two goals against Schalke, right? At the weekend, uh, two goals against um, Schalke at the weekend, correct? Yeah, right. He he did that in he did that in 28 eight minutes, I believe. Jeez. And um, in the two in the in the year and a half that he was at Real Madrid, he also scored two goals. <laughs> so that so that yeah, I I I came across that. It was actually on my it was actually on my sheet. But when I do these shows, it's so much research and stuff sometimes you just gotta like filter stuff out and just concentrate on the picks because some people aren't, aren't interested in, in players and things like that but yeah that that's that's Jovic two goals in one game or literally like not even a game it was like 28 minutes and um and two goals the whole time he was at Real Madrid so some people some guys just can't make that that signing like that, but there's there's a saying I don't know if it, if it's in America or if it, if it applies to American sports like if you're looking at moving to a a Yankees or a, or a Packers or something like that. We say the shirt's too big. Oh, and, and we and we say it's about Man United players all the time. Oh, the shirt was too big for him. The shirt, you know, the shirt was too big for him. And that means like the big lights and Old Trafford, new stadium, bigger fan base. Sometimes it's just too big for players. Is that a is that a thing that exists over there? Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. You can you can you know like you have all these big players. Like for example, like you said with the Yankees, like 
you have like a player like I don't know, let's say like a good pitcher who came in. We had um, what's his face, um, the guy on the rest, Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray came in about two years ago, and he was a phenomenal pitcher. He was, you know, he was, he was he was in the NL, granted, but he was he was in the Cy Young talk. But he came to New York, just the bright lights, the big stage. Couldn't handle it, you know what I mean? And like, you know, he 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 stunk it up for one year, and then the next year they traded him to the Reds, and then the last year he was on the Reds, phenomenal season again, once again a Cy Young contender, and so yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean by you know like the pressure gets to them. That's that's totally a thing. So yeah, that completely makes sense. Yeah, I just I just wondered like obviously we we see it in every sport, but I just wondered if the if the phrasing and the terminology was actually existent in U.S. sports, like the shirt, we literally we 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 say the shirt was too big for them, and that basically means the the team was just too big for them, the team, the surroundings, the fan base, and we just we just kind of paraphrase it into the shirt was too big for them, too big for that player. So yeah, I, I, I get what you mean by that, but I probably in America we probably like to dumb things down a little bit, so <laughs> I guess we would just say that he couldn't he couldn't handle the pressure. He he said that I didn't. I, I did say that. I'm an American. Don't, can, don't cancel me. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Uh, if anyone else wants to, if anyone else wants to jump on, just press the uh, the speaker request button. If not, we will close out the the show there. We have given out the the lock already. Uh, I'll just let you guys know there's uh, there's loads of content for me coming out this week. I am on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'll continue to give out some some free plays. I'll continue to post links to this locker room chat when I'm on there. So far this week, we've already got an EPL show out. We've got this Bundesliga show out. Will it be out shortly? If you guys have already heard it here, that's great. Um, we will also have a show out about my worst day ever in gambling, which occurred last Wednesday. It's a special show that's going to be on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Also on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network this week, there's going to be a fight show. If you guys have listened to my fight shows before, you all know how I do on my picks and we all know how I do on my locks. So we're going to be looking at 257 at the weekend as Conor McGregor returns to the Octagon. We'll be analysing that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And then, of course, on the SGP Soccer, on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, we will have further Bundesliga shows and EPL shows at the weekend as well. So make sure you check out all of my content. Head over to lockbetting.com and subscribe um, in time for this this weekend's NFL. We're winning money in the NBA every day. Ten winning days in tennis. We have the Australian Open coming at the end of the month. And we've just hit a nice run on soccer and we look to continue that as well. Doesn't look like anyone else is coming through to chat, but it's nice to actually talk to someone and actually utilize this format. I'll be doing more of this. Not every show will be live. But we will be doing this more, much more often than, um, than than you think. Like especially when the Champions League comes around. I know guys want to talk about the Champions League. I know Champions League has been over on the US for for a while, and it's a big deal. Um, I, I actually go to bars when I'm over in the states and watch the Champions League, and I see actually quite a few people going there to watch them. So I know Champions League is a really really big deal, and I will be doing call-ins for that here on Locker Room as well. That's it for me in this edition of Das Bundesliga Show. Good luck with all your bets as always, and thanks for listening.